This episode of The Bubble Lounge is sponsored by Kathy Wall State Farm Agency. Voted Best Insurance Agent in DFW by D Magazine. Hello and welcome to the Bubble Lounge. This is Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. Nellie, I know you've been on The Real Housewives of Dallas several times, and there's one person on the show that I'm dying to meet, and that is Dee Simmons, aka Mama D. I do not blame you. <laughs> she is our guest today. Surprise, surprise. And she is one of the most fascinating people, not only because she's 78 years old, and that's not a secret. She said, tells it she's like it is. She's very open. But because she's 78 and she's doing a million different things, which we'll talk about. With her, I want to save it for the, the rest of our show. But we've just got a great show. Mama D. Simmons is an exceptional woman who really pulled herself up by her bootstraps starting at 12 years old and is a real Dallasite and now well, has her own podcast. Well, and she's just the epitome of a Southern belle, a Southern lady, what you would think of very stylish. She's always put together. She's strong, independent, successful, while also being soft and feminine. That's a really I, actually, interesting combination. I'm going to correct a little bit about that. <laughs> I agree with everything you said, but I think she's a good Southern broad. Because she's got a little <laughs> bit of a broad in her, and that is a compliment. Well, she's definitely somebody you would want to sit and hang out with all day and just yes. listen to her all day long. I'm sure yes. she's got the best advice, the best recipes, and the best stories to tell. So, guys, when we come back, we have Mama D. Simmons of Real Housewives fame on the show. My friend, Mama D. But before that, our good friend, Kathy Wall, from Kathy Wall State Farm Agency, with crazy insurance stories from the Park Cities. Well, it's really surprising to me how many cars are broken into or stolen in our neighborhood. Well, I have the same story. We came back from a Highland Park football game. The car was parked out front, locked, with an alarm set, went to bed, and much to our chagrin, we got up in the morning and the car was stolen. We called the police. After a week, it was discovered. We went down to the pound, and wouldn't you know, everything was destroyed, except those Highland Park school books. This is why I really take it personally and want to be sure our clients are taken care of, because it really is terrible when you have a car stolen. Well, Kathy, thank God your daughter got her books back. That's the little pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And she better have gotten A's. So whatever your insurance needs, please contact our good friend and show sponsor, Kathy Wall State Farm Agency at 214-350-2692 or visit her website at kathylwall.com. Thank you, Kathy. We have today... As our guest, one of my favorite people in the world, Mama D. Simmons. I was lucky enough to meet her through Deandra Simmons on The Real Housewives as a friend on the show. And really, it just started a great friendship. She's helped me with all kinds of things in my life. And we just have a good time together. Welcome to the show, Dean. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. I love actually watching you or hearing your girls. And uh, of course, I know Nellie. Hadn't met you till today. But Nellie, I tell you one thing: you never are boring. If you want to spend <laughs> an evening God. of fun, then join <laughs> up with Nellie. So thank you, I appreciate it. Well, obviously, we know a lot about you. For those that have watched the show, that you make a lot of appearances, and we have a background about the company and whatnot. But tell us something that people wouldn't know about you. 
Uh, that wouldn't know. Okay, that I've worked since I was 12 years old, and I only have a high school education, and yet I've had two companies. I started alone, multi-million dollar companies. And so very, very few people know that. Which okay. is really impressive. So let's start at the beginning mm-hmm. and talk about your upbringing. Okay. Where were you raised? Tell us about okay. that. I had wonderful parents. Mm-hmm. My father was a butcher. He worked six days a week. My mother was a homemaker. And uh, she raised us, and it was a wonderful atmosphere, and I learned about integrity and what's really important in life. The only thing is we didn't have any money, and I actually remember when my father, because he worked 12, 14-hour days, that's what butchers did, and he would have to wear cardboard in his shoes so that we could have shoes. Like, I mean, and when I say shoes, I'm talking about one pair a year, yeah. Nellie. Mm-hmm. So I decided at 12 I would go to work. Now, what are you going to do? Okay. First thing I did is I had a lemonade stand. And then I made chocolate chip cookies and sold them door to door. <laughs> and then I did something that you girls were not even born. We used to have lawnmowers that you push mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I would push oh you do know I, I yes. remember that my grandpa had one. I mean yes. your grandpa yeah <laughs> yes. so I did that did some I mean I did everything but I remember sitting oh this is such a great story I had never seen a diamond or anything and but I'd heard about diamonds and so the we would sit outside and that's when lightning bugs were just everywhere and I would get the little lightning bug this is so horrible. But I would take the little the little light out and say, Mama, that's horrible. You took the light out of the lightning bug. And I would put it on my finger and I say, This is I'm gonna have an engagement ring someday this big. Well and that is hilarious is and a little twisted all at the same a time. A little twisted at the same time. But you understand, Ellie, I was not used to the finer things in life and yes. we lived in a different part of town and but I can say one thing. I tell people, you've got to set your goals on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a self-motivated woman. Mm-hmm. And so I decided very early in life that I wasn't going to be poor all my life. <laughs> and I didn't figure out selling chocolate chip cookies and mowing lawns is going to make it. <laughs> so uh, I set out to make a success of my life. And fortunately, I did that. Did, what did you do after that? So, so you had a high school education. Mm-hmm. You were, you're a Dallasite all, all the way. All the way, girl. You've been girl. here since you were born mm-hmm. 29 years ago. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's just tell the people right now, I'm 78, so I want to encourage you today, you're never too old. I love I love how open you are about your age. Oh, so yes, many too. women won't tell the age, so that's I great. Every morning when I wake up, I say, thank you, God, that I woke up today. I love it. You know? Well, what did you do after high school then? What was your Well, path? what I did after high school, uh, of course, in high school, I uh, had to work. We had something that was, you could go to school in the morning and then work in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I got a job. Oh, honey, the first one I got, I had to ride two buses, streetcars. I mean, literally, it'd be pitch dark when I got home, then walk a mile home. Wow. And so uh, that was in a dental office. Mm-hmm. Then I went to work in a little store that just sold little gadgets. and But I could sell anything. <laughs> you give you it to Dee Simmons, and I can close that deal. I can sell it, <laughs> whatever. In fact, real, I just got to put this in there. The Bentley and Rolls Royce person actually asked me if I'd come and sell Bentleys and Rolls Royces. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, so after that, I got out of high school, and I had been working for this dentist. And I was so good, Nellie. I mean, what I should have done if my parents had the money was gone to dental school. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I could do the work just as good as a dentist. Mm-hmm. And did a lot of work. But uh, I ended up working for him for 18 years. So you get sucked into these things. Mm -hmm. Because a person, and I never forget, I made $225 a month. And I thought that was huge. 
And I lived with my parents for a long time, and then I could finally, you know, I got a little bit more money. I got my first apartment with a girlfriend. But I was cute. Mm-hmm. I was really you still cute. are. You still are. I we can say that. So I had lots of boyfriends. I was never short for boyfriends and until this just, age. Let's just bring this up. How many times have you been engaged? Fourteen. Oh my gosh. Well, I've heard because I was fickle. I would decide I'd probably get engaged, and then I'd get bored. And then here's a sad thing. And Deandra told this last week. I couldn't believe it that my mother would have to give back the engagement rings because I'd be on a date with someone else. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I've, I've also heard that you've said that 40-year-olds are asking you out right now. That's what upsets Deandra. I think, I think it's awesome, it, and you don't need to really, listen to her. If if you want to do it, you should do it. Oh, gosh. Nellie, will you talk to Deandra? You're I will talk to Deandra. Deandra. It's, it's very funny. I mean, I've never had anyone ask me out over 55. My dad was 78 when he had a 42-year-old girlfriend. Oh, wow. We, we were a little bit like... What? Yeah. <laughs> because my well, parents had been married happily for so many years that it was, I can understand. Like, the, our first reaction was like, are you crazy? Yeah. And they were, were like, okay, okay, he's just having a good time. Well, you know, the thing about it is that my husband was 13 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And, but when I was 17, y'all are going to love this, I used to read about him. And I said, now, when I grow up, I'm going to marry Glenn Simmons. But he doesn't know me, and my girlfriends would make fun of me. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to marry one of two people, either Elvis Presley or Glenn Simmons. (laughs) And they said, well, you probably have a better chance at Elvis Presley because Glenn Simmons lives on the silk silk side of Dallas, silk stocking side, Uh and you live on the cotton side, and he will never notice you. And I said, yeah, he'll notice me. I'll just have to get a little bit older. They said, then how are you going to get him? I said, well, when I get older, I'm going to dress up, look really good. I'm going to study where he goes. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to close the deal. (laughs) And I promise you, girls, he fell in love with me. On our first lunch. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell me how that happened. Because you and I, like I told you, I was in Los Angeles. Yes. I was so tired of dating every actor, famous or not. I just I just was like, I just want to marry a normal guy yes. and have a child. And I saw Chris walk in the door. And oh. I was with my friend. And I said, see that man walking in the door like in a business suit? That's the kind of guy I want to marry. I don't want... Like, you know, some actory hippie guy who looks in the mirror sure. all the time. I want that kind of guy. And she said, let me turn around and look. And she goes, oh, I know them. And that's <laughs> oh, how it happened. Oh, my goodness. So it's kind of similar. You sort of picked him out, mm-hmm. right? I picked him out. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to study where a person goes if you've got any brains whatsoever. Well, it's Just called, find it's out called where they stalking. Go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now we call it stalking. <laughs> then before we – I don't know what we called it. Anyway, so I found out where he went. And um, I remember going to a couple of events and he was there because – let me tell you one thing I've always been obsessed with, and that's gray hair. Mm-hmm. And he had mm-hmm. a full head of gray hair from 25 years old, they tell me, on. Yeah. I mean, and I just, there was something about him. He was it's distinguished. Actually, he was very successful. He wasn't wealthy at that time, but he was very, very successful to me. That was wealth. I mean, you know, you know that came later. But uh, it's just, and he was so opposite because Nellie knows me so well. I am A+. plus personality yes and he was a plus like, extra 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 a plus. <laughs> and he was very uh, quiet reserved yeah and very yeah. reserved you know I me mean, i'll tell you off in two seconds if you look at me the wrong way <laughs> he was like now honey just calm down it's gonna be okay no 
We're going to say it like right this minute. So I'm just saying <laughs> we were just so opposite. And they say opposites are trash. Yeah. I look at you and Chris. I'm married to oh an opposite. Oh, my God. You are totally opposite. <laughs> yes. Chris is a nice one. <laughs> you're over there blowing your mouth. You know? while, mm-hmm. while we're on the subject mm-hmm. of men, I've heard you say men are really simple. It's very easy to get a man. Very Tell us your easy. secrets. Except now. <laughs> that's because Deandra will let me date someone a little bit younger. Okay. We need to forget about <laughs> okay. Deandra. Okay, you so need to do you. Need you need to think about, ladies. <laughs> the most of the thing that people come to me, and I've done some speaking on this, professional speaking, is I've gone with Johnny for so long or Sam or whatever. So what I tell people to do is learn about boundaries. And I'm going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries are this. When you are in your 20s, you know, you're young. You die. You have fun. If you go with a guy for five years, you go with him five years, whatever. Now you're coming up to your 30s. Okay, at 30s, if you've been dating this cat over here for three or four years, and now you're going to date him all through your 30s, you're stupid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you put like, I would probably, if I was in my 30s, this is just me, now this is me, I'm not going to date you over two years because I have boundaries, okay? And I'm going to mm-hmm. explain the boundary in a minute. So then you get up to 40, probably at 40, I don't think you have to, how much more time, you don't know how much more time God's going to give you. So probably about a year would be, I mean, I'd be pushing a year and a, I mean, I'd be pushing a year and a half. In your 50s, you're dumb if you date <laughs> probably six months. Yes. Now, let me tell you what a boundary really is because I have so many women with this. So if you've been dating someone, and say you are in your 40s, your 50s, and um, you've been dating them for two years. So what you do is you call him by name and say, you know, let's just call him. Let's Roger. Call him Roger. Okay. okay. Roger's good. <laughs> you know, Roger, we've been dating two years, and, you know, we've had such a wonderful time, and you know that – you will probably always have a special place in my heart, and I know that I have one in your heart, too. We are 45 years old, and uh, I want more. I want to go on. I want, I want to get married and settle down. And, oh, I understand you don't want that. That's not, your, that's not your dream. So here's what I've decided, and I just want to tell you ahead of time because I like honesty. This is, and let's just make it up. This is July the 1st, so Roger... On September the 1st, I'm going to say goodbye. But just remember one thing. We will always be friends. Well, that's a big lie. Yeah, of course it is. Of course you act like it is. And these women will say to me, well, well, what, what do I do? I said, well, you just be sweet all the way through. And then on September the 1st, you say, okay, honey, tonight's the night. But thank you for all the beautiful memories you've left me with. And they said, then what do you do? I said, you leave. And they said, what's going to happen? I said, one or two things, and you can take it to the bank. In two weeks, they're going to be back. Roger's changed his mind, or Roger's never going to call you again. Bingo, there's your answer right there. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I'm very serious. It's but, so easy. And I get, I get that because it is sort of taking your own place, mm-hmm. taking a stand. And I, like, I'm so glad I'm not dating in the dating app world oh, because I feel like that's like a competition. And I don't like, I, I feel like if I'm, I remember dating, you know, between my first mm-hmm. marriage and my second marriage. And if, if somebody wasn't like serious about me or was playing me off five other sure. people, I was out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I wouldn't accept that. And I wouldn't accept it again if it happened because mm-hmm. y- you can't get to know somebody that way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I, what I notice about it is it doesn't work for many people no most of the girls I know they're just still doing the same thing 
Yeah. And she could be in control if she would put boundaries. Yes. And I've always had boundaries on everything. I have boundaries on everything in my life. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much me. Yeah. But I did. I think you met that guy. I was dating one time, Nellie. He was an attorney. I really liked him. Mm -hmm. It was about two years, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I really liked him. I liked him because he reminded me a lot of Glenn. Yes. But I'm not trying to replace Glenn. But he was a business. I like smart people because mm-hmm. Glenn was a genius. Mm-hmm. He was a genius, genius, genius. And believe it or not, he had more money than me. <laughs> not that I was looking for that, but I'm just saying that. And uh, we went along for it, and I thought everything was great. And then one night at dinner, he told me, he said, D, I want to get married. Well, I do not want to get married at 78. Why would I get married? I have everything I want in life, mm-hmm. except I just like to have a companion. Right, sure. And so he broke up with me. And he moved a girl in about four weeks later and oh got my married. God. Oh, my. What? Because he set boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what happened is I was very intimidating for him. And the reason I knew this, we would go out and to a lot of – he he wasn't in the same social circles I was in. I was a little bit different because he had never met the people I knew. And everywhere that we went with and met with his friends, they'd say, right out loud in front of me, I couldn't believe it, they'd say, how did you get to date D. Simmons? And he would just like turn green. <laughs> yeah. And like, how oh, stupid. Don't ask something. Like yeah, what that. kind of friends are those? Yeah. Because yeah. they would just like, oh, you're dating Mama D. You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, that would probably never work because he told me that his wife, who had passed away, he said, oh, I don't like calling the lawn man and I don't like doing the light man. I don't like this. And I'm used to her doing it. And I thought, and I said, and I'm used to Glenn doing that. Exactly. So, yeah, that was not That's what he was looking for. He wanted you to do all the chores. Yeah. So, okay, we've talked about your whole personal life. Mm -hmm. So it leads me to, I love that you have no boundaries. I love how motivated you are, self-motivated since age 12, probably earlier. Tell us about how you started your own companies. Okay. You went through breast cancer. Uh, Yes. Okay, yes. Because then I did marry, and I were a very wealthy man. Mm -hmm. And we traveled the whole world and did all that. And I started, just so you do know, I st- just out of boredom. I mean, you can only fly on a private jet so many times and buy so many handbags and shoes and all that. All of a sudden, I decided I wanted to go into fashion business. I had no zero experience. And it's a long story. Someday I'll tell you. But I started by representing this line. It's a little bitty company, and I built it to one of the wealthiest companies in the United States. Made tons of money. And the first year... This is so funny. I've got to tell this. I'm missing a lot. But the first year, it was on my anniversary. I said to Glenn, do you want to go with me today? And he said, where are you going? Saturday, raining. I said, I'm going to buy a Rolls Royce. He said, okay, we'll go buy a Rolls Royce. I said, no, Simmons, I'm buying a Rolls Royce. And he said, well, how are you going to pay for it? I said, would a check work? I've never looked at my checking account. It was the first company. And then during that time is when I did develop breast cancer. Of course, I was devastated. I was shocked. I couldn't believe this was happening to me. I think it upset Glenn even more because Glenn was the type that could take, he could call anyone. He could, anyone in the whole world, if he wanted something fixed, Glenn Simmons had the phone number. Right. And he realized this was nothing he could you do. You can't it was fix really the just health between issue. between God and me. There was right. nothing he could do. Anyway, I went through that, but I made up my mind that I was going to take charge of my life. I was going to teach other women how to take charge of their life, and that's exactly what I did. And through that, after being about a year, I began to study nutrition and alternative medicine and things like that. And I started my company, Ultimate Living, which still exists today. Dandra has that company. Mm -hmm. And I developed a product called Green Miracle that is still very famous. Mm -hmm. It's a green powder because it's what we call phytonutrients, and that's what you need to build your immune system. 
and that was going. Now, as people say, well, how did you start these companies? I want to be very honest. The first company, nothing. I just started selling. The second company, I had to have an office, had to have that. So Glenn loaned me, I think, a couple of hundred thousand. And I said, oh, I'll pay you back. And he said, oh, no, this would be a good tax write-off. I paid him back every, honey, I didn't even have a computer. I had a telephone <laughs> and one bottle of Green Miracle. And I sold $1 million my first year. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And I was off and running. Yeah. Um, being a big company. No, it's amazing what you've done. And I love that you gave it to Deandra, who yes. I'm sure will make it take off as even mm-hmm. further. So we've talked a lot about what you've been. We want to talk about what you're doing now because you're always doing something. This is what <laughs> I love about you. You've always got something new in the pot. So why don't we take a break? And when we get back, we're going to hear about all your new, exciting, okay. current ventures. Sounds okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this break. If you're a fan of the Bubble Lounge, then we have a very special offer for you. Send us a text message to 313131 with the word bubble and join our exclusive community of Park City's moms. Every week we send you a link to the latest episode of the show, but that's not all. If you send a text right now, we will also send you a link to our private online membership website. Our membership site contains tons of helpful recommendations for women in the Park Cities. So whether you want to find something interesting for the kids, get recommendations for the best services, or just hang out online with other moms like you, Our membership site is the perfect place. And best of all, it is free to join. So take out your phone and send a text to 313131 with the keyword bubble, that's B-U-B-B-L-E, and join us and your neighbors in the Bubble Lounge. Welcome back from the break. So when we left off, we were talking to Dee Simmons about her, what she's been doing, and now she has some new projects that she's working on. She, most of us know her from the Real Housewives of Dallas, and I was just curious, are you under contract with them? That's a good question, because <laughs> everyone assumes I am, because I'll... You're on there quite it. a bit. Yes. No, I'm not under contract at all. I do not want a contract. Now, do you want to know why? Because do. you don't give a rip. I don't give a rip. Yeah. Got it, Hallie. Got it. Actually, because I'm going to give you an example of why I won't sign a contract. Everybody, sign a contract. Sign a contract. You don't get paid. I don't, I don't need any. I don't need that. Okay. Like, what happens when these girls do something like when they go to New York or they're going to do the, reg, the, you know, the reunion show or whatever they call it? You know what I'm talking about. The last mm-hmm. Okay. They buy clothes. And then they say, we don't like them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Deandra will go out and buy six outfits, and nothing's approved. Now, she's got all this charged at Neiman Marcus or Tootsie's or whatever. Do you think Mama D's going to do it? So the way I handle it is, because they invite me, I never invite myself, because I don't give a rip. <laughs> I'm, I, don't care. I really don't care. The only reason I'm on there is because my daughter, I like to work with my daughter. Right. Yeah. Nellie knows that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, like, for instance, we were getting ready to go to New York, and they called. No, I was going to do a confessional, and they called me, and it was a big one. And you can hear people in the background, so you knew all the big people were there. Yeah, like they're in a conference room, and one person's on oh, the phone. you can hear yeah. it. And so I was sitting having dinner with uh, my friends from UT Southwestern, and they said, um, I said, oh, this is Bravo calling. And I said, I answered, and they said, Mama D. Yes. You know, blah, 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 talk, talk, talk. Okay, we want to know what you're going to wear on your confessional and I said, uh, it's none of your business. Oh, my gosh. I love and I that. Said, you can't tell us the color. Nope. Can't tell you anything. <laughs> well, so they just about died. And you won't believe what I did to them. What'd you do? So I thought, I'm going to fix this really good. 
So I thought, I'm going to get an Osaki-looking dress <laughs> like I used to wear over when I lived in the other side of town going looking like a you know, flip-flop, you know, just horrible things. And um, I thought I'll go walking into the hotel because we always do those in a certain hotel. I'll go walking in and they'll just – because they were having heart attacks. I mean, literally. Now, you have to understand one thing about me. I know how to dress. I yes, used to you dress do. The Miss Dallas, the Miss Texas, the girls from Miss America. I chose their wardrobes. Yep. I did their interviews. I did all of that. Guys, I have experience. I've never that. seen you look shabby. Well, you're lovely. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, but the time was running short and I got out of my car and there were two, you can always tell who is going to do the cameras. They're out front smoking a cigarette. Yes. Like, yes. And they said, oh, you're fabulous. So I walked in, and they said, you're going to go down the hall. And about that time, the producer came out, and she said, Mama D, you killed it. She said, sit down, and I've got to send this to the vice president. And when the vice president saw it, she said, she never disappoints. I know what to wear. No, I know I, what I'm disappointed. you wear on TV. I'm disappointed because I thought you were going to wear a big potato sack. I did, too. Well, I was the only – I didn't – That's I didn't, where I thought you were going. I did not know what to do. I mean, guys, if you looked at my closet, it's like I have 18,000 pieces. But I didn't – I didn't really have that look. Yeah. But it will happen. They'll ask me again. And, I, I'm, oh, that's going to be in my next scheme, I promise. Well, obviously, yeah. the show has opened up a lot of opportunities for you. Yes. And you're on to something new, I think. Yes. We have a new podcast. Yes. And it's called, and people always want to know why, I Don't Give a Rip. And the reason <laughs> is we were one day before I had turned over the can- the show to Deandra, I mean the, the company. company to Deandra, mm-hmm. we were sitting in my private office, and they were filming us, and the one thing I do that's very different, they never, ever, ever tell me what to say. Do you not going to tell me what to say? Give me one word, like fight, be funny. You're not going to tell me what to say. And they yeah. never stop a camera because we just go, go, go. But we're sitting there, Nellie, and she is supposed to be mad at me. And then, so we're getting this big mad thing. And it was about the products and how she can't sell the products because of my little way I should sell them, blah, blah, blah. And so finally, <laughs> I got mad. And I... I remember. I have no screen. And so I said, I took my finger and said, Deandra, I don't really care if you go out on Harry Hines and you sell those products <laughs> on the street. I don't give a rip. <laughs> and from that minute on, it took off. And when I went to the network, Bravo, and I got up, we had a lot of security, of course, because everybody down the streets begging for pictures and all yes. that. When I got upstairs, finally, and I got off the elevator and I started walking, everybody was looking buy all these private offices they had like books and it like a real book it had my picture it says i don't give a rip <laughs> so that's what started i don't give a rip so they've asked me andy asked me today what are you gonna come up with i said oh don't worry honey i'll have it well, well i actually listened to your first episode and guys you should definitely listen to it don't replace our podcast with no, theirs no, no, just no. add it <laughs> add it as an additional but something you said on there that really crapped cracked uh-oh. <laughs> really cracked me up as you said a gnat's ass wrapped yes. around a rain barrel yeah explain yeah. that one yeah well that's when you're really tight and see when i walked down the stage see the girls did not know i was going to be at the reunion last year andy knew it and deandra when you it. walked in with your purse yes to give her yeah. allowance okay. let, me t- let me tell you how quick i was on my feet now that's stupid to come out with a handbag it was hilarious. Stupid. but what happened is there was 
not my security had left my room mm-hmm. and I was in New York and I had all my credit cards, my money and all that. And there were 80 million people running around there. I couldn't afford to leave my handbag. Sure. Yeah. So when I, I thought, well, when I come walking out in the dark, they won't put the cameras on me until I sit down. Well, here they are. I'm come walking out. Dandra almost died. I can't believe my mother's stupid enough to come out, carry her handbag. And so that's when Andy said, Mama D, why are you carrying your handbag? And I said, I, can't, I just had to think quick. I said, I came out to give Deandra her allowance. Of course, everybody knew the story. It was and then awesome. I sat down, and one of the girls was real nervous. And she's a little bit different. And I said, Honey, you're as nervous as a gnat's ass wrapped around a rain barrel. <laughs> and then he said, Mama D, I don't know what that means, but I never know what anything means that you say. <laughs> okay, so the podcast, what's the idea? Tell us about, tell us about it. It's, tell the audience about okay, it. Okay, that podcast is, I, you know, I wished I could, Nellie, but it's just we never talk about any subject. Mm-hmm. And so far it's just been the three of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just sit down and start blowing our mouth, you know. We're pretty good at that. But we are going to, mm-hmm. next week, because I have to be absent, we're going to have Jeremy on, which will be great. Oh, good. Military, telling a lot of his experience and what he does and all that. And the reason we did that with three people, when one is gone, mm-hmm. then we can have a fill-in because Deandra's, like, she's getting ready to go to Thailand. Yes. So we can, you know. Is that part of the show, in. the Thailand thing? Anyway, um, or so she's just going on a trip. Yeah, she's just so, going on a vacation. Okay, so for those who mm-hmm. don't know, it's Amy Vanderoff who used to host mm-hmm. Good Morning Texas, and of course, Mama D. Simmons and Deandra Simmons. Mm-hmm. So that's the the official cast. That's right. right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the official cast. Yeah. So uh, we have good time. And of course, Amy, if you knew Amy from experience, she was Channel Light for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And she just says, "Mama D, I, I, I don't even know what's coming out of your mouth half the time." But we tell everything. We, we're going to do one on sex. <laughs> yes, they're gonna do. Dinner's gonna do one where people call in and, or else they call about what age I should be able to date. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought we already solved that problem. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I've solved it too, but not her. I mean, she. Listen, I had a date with a no, really nice guy when everybody loved him. He was fifty. She called him up. No, and she said, "I have a question to ask you. You're not dating my mom, are you?" He said, "Well, I just escorted her to da 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 da. All my friends loved him." She said, well, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> well, here's what it comes down to. If you're a bossy mom, like my mom was, mm-hmm. you raise a bossy girl, like, yes. a, like me and Deandra. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. It is funny how the daughters turn out like the moms. Mine is following in my spit. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> so now, how can people find your podcast? Let everybody okay, know. They can find it on the podcast. Is this, I don't give a rip. Okay. That's what <laughs> it is. I don't give a rip. And, uh, just like your podcast. Just look it up online. Yeah. Yep. Just subscribe okay. to it. It's free. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very exciting. It's interesting. And I will guarantee you, like today, you will not be bored. You will not <laughs> be sure. bored. I can attest to that because I listened to it. You can also find her on social media at Mama D. Simmons. That's right. Exactly. Mama D. Simmons. Or my Facebook. It's just D. Simmons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been such a fun show. Oh, thank you for thank coming you. on. You're always a pleasure and also hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this was so much fun. Well, you girls will have to come and be on ours also. Absolutely. We're brand new babes, and you can probably teach us a lot. So. We'll talk about sex. Yeah, we'll oh. do. <laughs> yes, we're experts. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a good deal. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And you've been listening to... The Bubble Lounge. We'll catch you next time.